0: Hello, hello, my friend. Great to connect with you again. The day that this episode is being published is on Veterans Day, and I want to take the time to recognize those who have served in the military, and I am honored to have interviewed someone who did serve in the Air Force for 12 years, Dr. Jess Beachkovsky. Thank you, Dr. Jess, for your service and commitment during those years. And in this episode, she will help us uncover or maybe discover why we have such a hard time letting go of the stuff we no longer use or love or need and how to begin to move forward, even if it's still difficult. And I broke it down. I broke down the episode to two parts. You will hear part one shortly and then... Next week, come on back for part two. Enjoy. Welcome back to Organize with Grace podcast. If you're ready to declutter your life and home so that you can make room for peace in your heart, you're in the right place. Join me, Grace Ramon, your host and home organizer, where I and my guests share tips and encouragement to help you get started, especially when you don't know where to start. I'm here with you as you begin your decluttering journey. So let's get going. You ready? Ready? Welcome to Organize with Grace. This is Grace, your host, and I am I say this all the time, but it's the truth. I am excited whenever a guest comes on and I have requested for this guest to come on and Okay, okay, time out. I botched her last name the first time so I took that out and now I edited the part where I got it right so bear with me as I introduce to you Dr. Jess Beechkovsky. yes beautiful <laughs> thank you <laughs> welcome Jess to Organize with Grace
1: Thank you. This is so exciting. I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity. This is very exciting
0: for me. Oh, thank you so much, Jess. I am so humbled and honored, and I am just really grateful to have you here. I wanted to have Jess on because, number one, I'm so proud and I'm so happy that she found my podcast early in the year, she said. So, um I know we talked about this really briefly before we started recording just so tell me how did it happen for you with finding organized with grace podcast I'm so excited to hear it again
1: yes it is a good story um so I found you by searching for podcasts um through apple that's who I use for my podcast and we were looking to buy a house and that started in December and right around the new year time is when we were really like we thought we found the house and I'm just getting ready to move. I wanted to be sure that I was doing the right thing. And I felt like I found a kindred spirit. I love to organize already. So the fact that I found somebody, I, I mentioned that we totally aligned. Like you were saying the things that I was like, see, I'm not crazy. This is a thing. People do this and it works. Um, I get a lot of eye rolls from my, my family. So it's really, I feel validated when somebody else can be like, oh no, this works. This is the thing. Like, ah, oh, yes, <laughs> I was right.
0: Yeah. And when Jess reached out to me, when you reached out to me through email, you have no idea. I'm going to tell you right now how delighted (laughs) I was. And I showed it to people like, look, I, you know, not that I let them read your email, but I just said, guess who, you know, guess who emailed me and reached out and who's listening (laughs) to the podcast. And she's like, you know, she totally, um, we've totally connected. And, and so that was so exciting. And now that I have you as a guest, and as an expert because you know me I'm big on mental health when it comes to the impact that organizing um whether that be our own self organization or the stuff around our home it's got a huge impact on our mental health and so i would um first before we get into that out i want to um i want my listeners and um to have to hear from you. Where are you from? Um, tell me about your family (laughs) and how you got, you know, the whole thing. thing.
1: Okay. Um, so I'm from Florida and right now I live just North of Tampa Mm. and I love Florida, but I left, I went to university of South Florida in Tampa. That's where I went to undergrad and I was in school forever. Um, I jumped around a lot of different (laughs) majors, did a lot of different things. And, um, after September 11th, I took a look at what I was doing and I said, I need to do something different. So ultimately I ended up um, joining the the military and um, going to medical school. So that was my answer to that. <laughs> and so I, I went to medical wow. school in DC. Yeah. Um, I'd never left Florida other than, you know, for vacation. And it was amazing. It was so cool. And then winter happened and I totally fell apart. So, um, I had the intention mm. of becoming a surgeon. Um, I think I would have been a great surgeon, but my second year, mm. um, I was just like laying on the couch, just begging for ray of sunshine, like December, like just dying. Like it was awful. Like I couldn't handle yeah. winter at all. Mm. Um, and a friend said, you need to go see somebody. So I went to the clinic and I ended up seeing a psychiatrist. Um, and he's like, mm-hmm. you have seasonal affective disorder, which for people who might not know, it's just like you get depressed when it's dark and, and
0: wintry yeah, outside. It's a it's a real it's, thing.
1: It's, it's a real, real thing.
0: It's real. Yeah, and I agree. it was it was an incredible experience.
1: Thing. He was a he was a great. Guy, um, he was fantastic, and I had a little bit of medication that I took, and I got better. And this would just kind of come around every year. And once I graduated medical school, the military moved me to San Antonio, and that's where I did residency and where I finished out my military time as a psychiatrist. And um, the sun there is a lot more present. Um, not that DC is so far north or anything. I get it; people have it much worse, but it was it was for hard you, for me. I couldn't, yeah. and so I, I right, just have to accept right. that. Um, and then once I got yeah. out of the military, my husband is still well, he just got out, but he was in at the same time, but they sent us back to Tampa, which was fantastic. So super happy to come back. Um, I met my husband in milita- in the military medical school. Um, it's very cliche. We were we were oh, lab nice. partners. Like <laughs> anatomy lab, like it's <laughs> embarrassing to say that <laughs> <And> <laughs> yes. he fell in love. It's so <laughs> cheesy. Um, yeah, so we got married and then we had two kids, so I have two daughters. Um, one is a nine, and the other is seven. And we all live happily in Florida right now. And we were lucky enough. I know Florida yeah, is really yeah. um, struggling in certain areas, but we were very lucky. Um, yeah. So um, sorry for the, the people that are, that are still out there struggling and having a lot of issues. Hopefully, me too. there will be relief soon. Um, but right. We did okay. Right. I still want to live in Florida. I still yeah. love it here. I'm not leaving.
0: <laughs> hurricanes oh. won't chase me away. Yeah. So that's the, that's the little <laughs> awesome. Story. Yeah. Yeah. And with and with that, you know, what what caught me as part of your story is that, you know, you felt like you needed to reach out and, you know, and get and get some help. And what I'm constantly talking about with, um, with the podcast is go out and do that when you need it. You know, when you need it, if you need it, reach out and, and, and get help, whether that be from a friend or from a professional or from, you know, um, anybody just reach out. Don't feel like you're, you know, you're alone in what you're going through. So, um, so it's I love that. It's huge because um, you do feel and, alone. and you with,
1: feel like you're on huge. an Island and, it, and you
0: it's do. just mm-hmm. you,
1: but the help, I mean, profoundly changed the way things had been. So it was super value added. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and I think some, some, especially women, they feel bad for asking help because, as you said, you have your, you know, you've got your husband, you have your kids, you've moved, you know, you're, um, I mean, maybe not at that time that it have was, a good job. you I know, happening, but you had, have, you yeah, know, I
1: things, I should be happy, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I should, yeah, right, right, and when you're not, you're like, oh, What's wrong? something
1: yeah. is wrong with People me. won't understand, yeah. So. And, They'll judge me. Mm-hmm. They'll think that I'm just complaining. Yeah. Or
0: whining. yeah. 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 When truthfully, it's something, something real, something is happening and it needs some, you know, you need help and in intervention. And, and with that, the topic <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about was, um, what is happening in our minds when I've had clients and I do have clients who have, um, difficulty. So, so now I'm talking about. Letting go and, you know, because the basis of this podcast is decluttering, decluttering your life, decluttering your stuff so that you can make space for more, more peace, more peace in your life. And, and what I have, I am encountering, even with myself, and it's a universal thing. And I want to hear from a, (laughs) from, (laughs) from an expert, like what is going on with us not willing or not wanting not willing or not able to whatever whichever one it is that we feel that it is for us to let go of the things that we no longer need even if it doesn't even like serve us so let's start with that like what is our atta- what is this with our attachment with things and how do we where do we start and how do we get over that because we have just in in with someone who just has too much stuff who know they need to declutter like how do how do we Go this from is
1: there. fun. <laughs> How do we this get there? A, there's a, yeah. a it's a lengthy <laughs> answer, but I'm I'm gonna hit, I think, on all the the major things that you're asking for here. I can do it. Yes. Um <laughs> so so the first piece of this is the the stuff, right? Our relationship with stuff. So we can have relationships with things yes. and it's not a bad relationship. Um then we can have the worst relationship with things, which would be like hoarding. Like that's an actual like disorder that we diagnose and treat. Um, So our relationship with stuff is based on a few different things. So one of the, the main things is like the most, I would say the most common normal acceptable reason to be attached to your stuff is the sentimental reasons, for the memories, so this Correct. is the one that's a hundred percent acceptable. And like, if you have a stack of pictures of your family members and they're dead, yeah. and you're like, I can't get rid of them. Like, nobody's gonna be like, throw it in the fire. Like, yeah. it's you're right. Like, we don't need to minimize everything, but. There are some th- some other pieces of that. So I'm going to mention that's like one chunk of stuff. So we put memories in these things and they're these placeholders um, for things that yeah, we experienced. Yeah. I like that. So then there's um, another uh-huh. chunk of stuff where it stands for relationships. This one gets a little bit trickier. Mm-hmm. This one is a little bit closer to the edge where we're like worried about things the less fulfilling your relationships are, the more loss you feel. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you will put your attachment into stuff. Um, so that's for okay. grownups. I'm like following. if you think of kids mm-hmm. and their blankies, this is a totally normal stage that people go through. So it's not a mm-hmm. bad thing necessarily, but it can mm-hmm. get you closer to problematic stuff. So, So that's your relationship mm-hmm. piece okay. with stuff. One of the things that, Um, that I think is fascinating. This is one that I struggle with really bad. So um, I always mess up this word, anthropomorphizing. So when you give human characteristics to things, Oh my gosh, so as a kid, I struggled. I struggled so much, like my stuffed animals, like this is the real thing, like people are worried about what will happen to their stuff. Like who will be responsible for my stuff if I don't have my stuff? Like who is gonna take care of Bunny? Like there's no one to take care of Bunny. If I give Bunny away, Bunny's gonna be sad. Bunny is made in China out of stuffed, like stuffed (laughs) polyester. It's probably flammable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's atoms. It's a collection of atoms. But, like, to me, even now when I think of being a kid, I'm still kind of like, oh, like, I don't want to get rid of my stuffed animals. They're so (laughs) sweet. But so we do this with stuff. And it's not just things that look cute. But, you know, we'll have things and be like, well, who will, care for this if I'm not being responsible for this thing so that's your relationships piece and then there's the part that's like you so we identify as me but we also identify with mine so we have stuff okay um and so that that kind of has a really long history if you think back you won't be able to think back but if you go back like probably hundreds of thousands of years tens of thousands for sure we're social. We need to be together, so the relationships matter. But then we also needed stuff yes. to stay alive. So once we started figuring out how to make tools, um, how to build things, how to, you know, clean animals so we could eat them and create fire, you had to have yeah. stuff just to have survival. So your stuff was right. imperative. Um, you made a lot of your stuff. You might make, you know, your spearheads, or you might make your clothing or whatever, and that's like. If you're a maker, you know, you put a little bit of yourself into what you make. Mm, so it creates this like blurry spot between right. like what is me and what have I imbued with the essence of me. So then people start to see like this has part of me with it. So mm. so these are the way I – it's I don't wow. think this is broken out anywhere. But that's the way that's I think of great. these three things. So yeah. that one can also be a little bit mm-hmm. – um It can get tricky for people when we talk about like materialism. Like, so if you're materialistic from a standpoint of like, I do this because like I feel really happy and good, not to just buy a fancy car, but like it helps you with self actualization, like to be a better person, then that's okay. But yeah, you know, just doing the thing because you want other people to think about how great you are that's where it gets kind of tricky like we talk about midlife crisis like the guy yeah. that goes by the Porsche and like stuff like that like his stuff is he's trying to say like look how great I am but yeah, so you're struggling a little
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that is so neat I've not um I've heard of that long word Interpol- that you just is- said you know but I let Anthropomorphism.
1: Yeah, it's a big, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to say this word, but I have That's to. Jeff, spell it. Oh my gosh, it has a lot of letters. No. We'll put it in the notes. Just kidding. Just kidding. You can look at it in the notes.
0: We will. I, I will definitely put that in the description. Um, and I love the way you broke that down because it really, when you sit down to think about it, um, it really as I'm listening to you, I'm like, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. And so I think that I love that you started off with that, because knowing these categories will help you sort out when, okay, well, it's time to declutter the, the closet, per se, you know, and um, like, what do I do when I can't? Okay, this doesn't fit me anymore. But Back in the day, like I loved it and it fit me. And so it's been, it's been a part of you. It's been who you are. And so now just, now that we recognize these categories, like what can we do when we get stuck? Like, oh man, when we can't throw, throw them away because we feel like we're throwing ourselves, part of ourselves or part of, you know.
1: So, so this, so this is tricky. So, Um, I have a couple of uh, caveats I just want to throw out up front. First of all, if you're listening to this podcast because Grace is amazing and you love her soothing voice and you never plan to get rid of anything and you're not going to be any sort of a minimalist, even on the smallest scale, that's fine. Keep listening to the podcast. Just accept it. (laughs) Don't tell your family you're going to get rid of stuff. Don't do it. Don't tell yourself. Just own it, mm-hmm. get that storage unit, pay it every month, embrace it and move on. Like if that's yes. not your thing, don't force it. Stop telling everybody you're going to, it's extra stress. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. So.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so cool. But, I love that <laughs> yeah, you I mean, said that because we put so much pressure yeah. On our, Your stuff is going
1: to stay there until With, you get rid of it. I so if there it. is a point in time <laughs> that you want it to go away, you will be able to make that happen. It's not going to disappear on its own. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I guess. Some natural disaster. But.
0: <laughs> and it doesn't, you know, I'm, I kind of, you know, I don't poke fun ever, you know, because that's like, have to be careful, people yeah. have a hard time enough already. We have to be careful. But what you, like what you said, like I, I would tease my, you know, my clients a little bit. Okay, so and so did that just crawl <laughs> over to back to your counter? You know, did it grow legs when I, you know, since I was last here? <laughs> That's true. But the cool thing about that is that, like you said, when that time comes for you, where it's bothering you enough, you have control. Of what to let go and when, when yeah. to let go. You're right. Get that, get that storage unit. It's hard for you. Okay, then, then if, if it starts being painful for yourself of paying that storage yep. unit, then maybe yep. it's time. It's time. Eventually, to, that balance you know, will to tip. Let go. And-
1: or, yeah. it, or it won't. And then, yeah. and then we just get to hear the sound of your voice. That, <laughs> is, that works for people too. I mean, it's very soothing. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> sure. The, That's so cool. the second piece of course is I just to it. bring less in. So if you bring in less stuff, ah, we like it. to go just buy things. Um, it's uh, the holidays are coming. Right. And, um, or at least while we're right. recording this, the holidays are coming and people like start. Mm-hmm. Cho- so it's, the beginning of October during recording. So it's going to be Halloween in like less than a month, but there was Halloween stuff Mm -hmm. at the store in July. Like I remember going to the store and being like, what? Like, am I off? And so like you get excited, right? I love holidays, but you can't just go and buy the stuff. And then you don't have anywhere to put it. And then you throw it away and then you buy more stuff or you stick it in the closet somewhere or you put it in the attic in that place where you're never going to go back (laughs) up there. Like all you do is put more stuff in it. You don't ever – Take it back out, so so just yep. consume a little less. That's that's a, a thing, um, and then mm-hmm. this is okay. So here is the psychiatry piece. Maybe you do this with your client. You probably do. Yes, it with please.
0: Your client. So I, I that's <laughs> what we want to hear from you. It's like I'm like I'm just so you have to dig up. Piece, you have Jess? to
1: dig for some insight. So you have to look at yourself, and
0: yeah. you have to figure
1: out what your values are surrounding objects. So what is it that you're going for? Um, is this a trend that you feel like you have to do because everybody else is doing it? Or is this something that you mm-hmm. have to do because you're downsizing and you're getting ready to move? Is this about a relationship that you have with a person that is or isn't working the way you want it to? Like, why are you doing this? Maybe it's just because it's messy and you need more closet space. Like, but look at the reasons why yeah. you want to do things and then figure out what it means to you to get rid of some of your things. Like. Do you feel like you're being wasteful? Oh, like, well, you know, I've acquired all these things. If I just get rid of them, then, you know, I must be wasteful. Like, I'm just, you know, I don't care about things. Um, It doesn't matter to me and it should. Or maybe some people get rid of a lot of stuff and they're like, well, I feel like a grown up now. Remember when you're like young and you like have to, well, maybe you weren't like this, but like you move apartments like all the time. You're like, I'm going to take this job over here and I have to move. And you're like, you want as little stuff as possible, right? You can't. Move. You can't rent a moving van when you're 22 and you have a bunch of garbage to move. So you got to get rid of it. Yeah, you can't take it Mm off. Like, is it being practical? Like, is that something that you identify with and that makes sense to you? Um, So just kind of figuring out where those values are to help make things align with your goals. Because if it's not aligning, you won't be able to maintain it. It's not going to work
0: friend i hate to leave you hanging at this point but we must end here for now so stay tuned for the second half of this chat next week bye